0: Hello, welcome back. It's Thursday here at BlockBytes Daily. It's me, Corval, today. I got Mikey and Beebus with me. And today we're going to talk about Euroc, the euro stablecoin. We're also going to discuss DAOs. Bebus has one. We're going to find out if they're useful at all. And you know what? We might talk about aliens a little bit. So let's get into it, guys. Mikey, Emmett, take me away, someone. Hello, guys. It's me, Corval, here. Today's show would not be possible without our sponsor, Shimmer Network. Just as a reminder, Shimmer is a DAG-based, feeless, layer-one network that's both fast and highly scalable. You can learn more about them at Shimmer.network. You know, I forgot to mention in the intro. We also are going to talk about legislation. <laughs> we're going to talk about a very important part of that. <laughs> but um, I think we're going to find every
1: single topic in this uh, episode is about the same thing.
0: Ooh, interesting! I can't wait to hear about that. Oh, I guess <laughs> it makes sense. You know, it's, it's like, not going to be boring. Yeah. Hey, Beavis. It looks like. I mean. I guess you've been looking like you're, the lighting on you looks better, but now it looks like uh, you're like in cartoon world or something. You know, that that episode of.
1: I'm actually in purgatory. Um, oh, okay. So I'm that here for know. probably another 200 years. just um, kill I like yeah.
0: it. It's interesting. All I can do is work. So, you know, a guy published a document once, someone in the church, and they were like, this this is the the how much years you have to pay for each sin. So <laughs> you should check that out and get a real answer. Hey, how's yeah, it going, Mikey? Mikey. You wearing a kimono today?
2: Uh, yeah. You got, I got a my Yakuza
0: little member. Little He's wearing an
2: Opelis
1: shirt.
0: Ooh. I am
2: also wearing an Opelis shirt, yes. I wore this yesterday, you too. Did not
0: sponsor the show. No,
1: they, they don't. Not, but they could. They could. Good, good company. Very good company. Hey,
0: guys. Talk to us. But yeah, guys. What's this say? That was kind of cool.
1: Half-Evil with a Grim Reaper.
0: Oh, wait. And I have a Monster, monster truck.
1: truck as well.
2: Oh,
0: that's that's very awesome. cool. The Grim Reaper.
2: That was Very my favorite good. monster truck. There you
0: go. I didn't even know you had a favorite monster truck. I didn't know you are that kind of guy. Dig I up. think that's Gravedigger,
2: though. Oh, you're right. It is Gravedigger. <laughs> so yeah, favorite I know monster truck? About right? monster trucks. <laughs> nice, guys. We don't right, shower. Well. This is the cryptocurrency
1: industry. We can't afford our water bills. We don't shower. We <laughs> all stink. Right. It's just how it is. That's how we get this pristine reputation. And I just that's put right.
0: deodorant on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> i rub it all over yeah. my body keep it fresh dude sounds like uh-huh. for your pores but guys enough chitter chatter all right let's get down to business if people want to know the euro stable coin the big news about this is circle is launching one um so let me share my screen here i mean i'm just going to show the the circle screen but yeah so circle is launching a stable coin um I mean, I know you're excited about that, Bebis. You're a big fan of Circle. How are you feeling about it, Mikey? I think do you it's trust great. Euro. Yeah, I mean, do it's I gonna trust, be back.
2: Do I do I trust Euro or do I trust Circle?
0: Circle, Circle. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I don't have a reason not to trust Circle. I suppose. Mm. Um, well, I, I mean, think I think we have a reason to not trust Circle. Oh, do we? Uh,
1: well, they did scrape by like pretty closely. I mean, they they don't have access to the, the best. In banking institutions in the world is, is why we don't trust them. Mm. They only have access. Like the absolute pinnacle is BNY Mellon, I think, right now.
0: Oh, um, interesting. How are they the they pinnacle?
1: Well, I, I say, think they're the most reputable bank that allows crypto companies to use them. J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. isn't like, oh, just put your circle money here.
0: Oh, Nora, you're saying they didn't Nora have Nora access. Didn't I was thinking you were saying... To the best institution, and it was BNY Mellon. Oh and, uh, no,
1: BNY Mellon is the best that crypto companies have access to right now. Um, but there's so there's so much money to be made. I'm sure you know we'll get there. But I would say you know if if you're thinking, hey, you know, how am I going to rate this really hyper centralized tradfi company? It's it's a fintech company at the end of the day, and fintech fintech companies like. You're getting better services, but uh, there are mm-hmm. no risks involved. So we mm-hmm. trust Circle compared to like, you know, right. penis
2: coin. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Yes. I don't know, man. Yeah,
0: I was just going to point out it's launching on Ethereum and Avalanche for you Europeans out there in our audience. Um, Philip. I am interested in finding out what... Banks they're using if they're using European banks or custodying it in America. I know they were launched creating an office in Europe, um, so they might have better access to European good, good European institutions, maybe like uh HSBC. I guess it's a large international, yeah.
1: Point. I mean, I think the dawn of Micah, um. <laughs> Is, is going to crack things wide open for cryptocurrency in Europe. And, and that's really the important thing. And that's why they're there. That's why they're trying to, uh, you know, be, they're, they're not first to market, but cer- certainly the first big, huge player. You know, the problem with Europe is there's not really a big VC community. I mean, of course, they're there. There are a lot of trading firms, hedge funds, whatever in Europe. But, um, you know, uh, there is not as much vested interest in Europe as as there is in, in the U.S. So,
0: for sure, uh, Micah gives
1: gives companies a really good reason to pop over there.
0: Mm. I agree, I agree. Are you going to be interested in integrating a, maybe a Euro stable coin now that uh, St- Circles done it? Is that on is that on the roadmap for you guys? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What about uh, what about um RMB Zyre? Zaire, I think that's what they called in a... I need the Zaire, I need the Tajikistan
1: stablecoin I need oh, the Zimbabwe yeah, get them all on, man. You know, you know that the, the Bite Masons were the big dogs we are gonna address that market. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna collateralize the entire GDP of Tajikistan. Mm. It's
0: gonna be awesome. Yeah, so it, the main reason is just the market's not really there, you don't think?
1: Yeah, I mean just just mm-hmm. tiny market, um and, and you know. We, we have some uh, tendrils in Europe and, and we have some market penetration in Europe. But at the end of the day, like a lot of Europeans are trading in USD uh, on crypto. Right. Right? and um, You know, MICA and now Circle and all this stuff are trying to change that. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're an international financier, being someone who trades in cryptocurrency um, or trades in international assets, you're probably going to be using the U.S. dollar, which is, you know, the premier international currency. So I, I, I see the, the EU stablecoin being great for onboarding European institutions more than mm. anything, being, okay. hey, these institutions have a ton of euros. Uh, you know, how do we participate in crypto? You know, do we want to swap to dollars? No. You know, they're nationalists. <laughs> uh, this, this gives Circle the power to onboard custody um and and provide all the services they provide for blackrock and all the big banks right now in the u.s so mm. uh, very dope it's it's not really something for you or i being you know the peasants right now but um yeah
0: i we wanted can hold to hold euros
2: your... if we want i guess <laughs>
0: yeah finally finally i can hold some <laughs> euros um
2: that was going to be my question real quick, Beavis, uh, but you, you just answered it perfectly. I was going to ask, like, you know, like a lot of, you know, if, if you're in crypto, you're probably going to be trading in USDT or USDC, uh, a USD-back stable coin. So, like, you know, what is, w- why? Why? But you just okay. answered it perfectly to to, uh, to, yeah. you know, to to bring institutions on board with with the, with, with Micah uh, rolling out. Yeah, so you answered my question and I don't even know why I'm asking it again. So Yeah. And I guess if
1: if you look at like second order effects, um, this turns the Euro into an international asset. Um and you know, of course they're they're going up against trillions of dollars of US currency floating around all over the world. So you know, it, it's kind of like a David versus Goliath situation. I don't see anybody kind of switching to the euro standard, you know, unless mm-hmm. something really crazy happens to the U.S. dollar, which as much as like that would maybe excite us, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. right? Uh, it's, you know, I'm, and, I'm,
2: is Circle doing this a, uh, a testament to the US, uh, the U.S. dollar dying? No, we, it's more a yeah. testament to the,
1: the uh, MICA coming out, SEC pissing them off. Uh, international markets being a little more appealing right now than, than domestic markets. But at the end of the day, USDC is going to be their bread and butter. It will continuously be their bread and butter unless like sovereign wealth funds, once MICA comes out, are like, oh, of course we want a euro coin. Please take all of our money uh, circle and, and custody it, manage it. It's a
0: good hedge. Good so. hedge if that happens. Um I want to point out, yeah, the euro is the second most transacted currency in the world, but there is a very wide margin between the USD and Euro. Um, and I'd also like to point out if we're looking at like market demand here, I pulled up crypto.com. Uh, two things I want to note here. Uh only three existing Euro coins are pegged accurately. Uh, <laughs> it's a dollar ten. Um everything else is off peg at the moment. And also if you yeah. look at the market caps, uh, you know, probably about doing the math off the top of my head is about five four or five million four four or five hundred million yeah if you look at the usdc i mean this might be because it's versus what 100 billion or so yeah you got 83 billion in tether uh versus uh 226 million in the euro quite a big gap um also you know way more options so yeah the demand doesn't really seem to be there but you know with mica it could uh open some floodgates baby
2: that's
0: a good point, dude. Mister Cup <laughs> Plenty.
2: I don't.
0: I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Read,
1: read David Graeber,
0: Mister God Plenty. Read David Graeber, What does David Graeber say about that? I wonder. I'll look into that myself. Okay, so now that we've agreed that the U.S. dollar reigns supreme and the Americas are the uh, most epic, uh, most powerful place in the entire world, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. This new bill, U.S. congressional leaders introduced two landmark bills to create a digital asset regulatory scheme. One thing I want to clear up is um, people got really hyped about this because it passed, quote unquote, passed. Uh, What it passed was a House subcommittee, the Financial Services Subcommittee. So that just means it's getting introduced to the House.
1: Yeah, I got rugged. I was like, everybody was like, Oh, this is oh it's game changer. And I was like, Whoa, how did this like fly under my radar? And I was like, oh, it was just yeah, step one.
0: I mean, but, to uh... be fair, it does look good because it passed uh I mean obviously it passed with the majority, but they did flip a couple Democrats to their side, um, because it's largely a Republican-led effort. Mm-hmm. And the way the House and the Senate are split. Uh, the Republicans hold a slight majority in both, so it's fairly likely that it will pass. Um, but, you know, it's got to change a lot. Probably lots of people are going to make amendments. People are going to throw in some um, some, they call it pork barreling. They're going to throw pork, in some pork, benefits uh, for their own districts. Yeah, so I, It's got a way to go. Yeah, yeah, by the I, end, It's already 250 pages. By the end, it'll probably be <laughs> 1,000. So we got a ways to go. But yeah, Beavis, you're pretty excited about this, though. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Like, yeah, what you, I you mean, know?
1: Um, you know, it, it, it all it's really doing, from what I've seen, and and I've seen only the video of the guy summarizing it, um, so I'm by no means an expert, but mm-hmm. um, I've I've talked about it before. Uh, the concept of the safe or the SAFT, uh, which are fundraising mechanisms, which allow teams to buy equity of a company and as part of that agreement, say, hey, I also get a percent of the eventual token supply. Um, And that's what we see with Arbitrum, Optimism, ZK Sync, every big company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where there's like, hey, here's an airdrop, here's a VC Vesting Cliff, here are all these tokens, here's a huge FDB, here's low flow, bada, 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 bada. Basically, we're going to see more of that if that passes. Um, and if it doesn't pass, we'll see more of that anyway. So I think it really kind of validates um, crypto's fundraising schemas right now. I mean, really, I guess to to pill you all on the power of the safe and the saft, it's like companies don't necessarily need to be good. Uh, you know, they just need to have backers. And, and because tokens are commodities, you can sell them on the open market, you you know, you can do whatever. If you're a big company, as long as you have enough market makers, as long as you have enough VCs, as long as you have exchanges backing you, um, you can get huge valuations, absolutely massive valuations. And it doesn't necessarily matter if your company is successful because a lot of the investors will recover their principal just by selling tokens or making the market or doing whatever. Um, So it's like, hey, I have equity in this business. I recover my principal a couple years later by selling tokens and I still maintain all my equity. And if it's successful, awesome. Um, And I guess really like, even though for us, like, you know, we are generally the guys that get dumped on here by these VCs, but it really is great for the industry simply because We'll be able to continuously pump all this cash into these companies. Um, we'll be able to punch way above our weight class just because, you know, our the way we raise money in crypto is is a lot more profitable and intelligent. Um, and I think beyond that, really, what it tells me is centralized exchanges are keep are, are going to continue making a killing, because the game the game plan right now is like. You you either get Binance or Coinbase or both invested. They pump the value of your token way up. And now, as you push through the growth curve, the adoption curve, whatever, because their valuation is super high, you're going to get way more volume as a result. They're going to get way more fees. They're going to get way more basis points. And they're going to do it in a way that the NASDAQ, for example, could never compete with. Um, so that's the cool thing, I guess, about safes and SAFs is it's literally a way for market makers and centralized exchanges and some big decentralized exchanges to, to print money. Um, and I I guess not print money because that has a fiat implication, but print value, create value out of thin air, um, through these digital asset commodities. And, um, this validation coming from the courts is like, Hey, you know, we're going to give crypto, we're going to let crypto keep its superpower, being, you know, we can have vaporware with a 50 million valuation. And in in web two, when that happens, you get we work where everybody gets pissed off and everything explodes. In web three, when that happens, everybody's happy because it's just a high FTB token being traded infinitely. Um, and and everybody makes money, everybody can can sell out or wash out their uh you know allocations or whatever and it's it's like an IPO on, on steroids a little bit. And and if they want to they could still leave an IPO on the back end, you know, if if the company's really successful 10, 20 years down the line.
0: Interesting. So what we're looking at in terms of uh value gain, if you're looking at tokens, if this bill passes things on Coinbase and Binance are going to pump. I did have a question. Though, Not necessarily. Please.
1: They're already pumped. They're just going to stay the same.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole aspect of traders, you know, being very... Well, yeah. oh, I, I guess, yeah, it'll be like, oh,
1: these these aren't securities now, even though they, they did the safe and the saft. But I, the writing has been on the wall. Like, people have been doing... Pantera Capital invented the safe, I think, in like 2017 or some shit. And people have been doing it left and right ever since. More and more and more. It's a like very low-risk way to raise money and a very low-risk way to invest.
0: Um, oh, interesting. mister plenty yeah. Godplenty's got a good question here. What makes most markets profitable is being able to keep the masses out under the guise of protecting us. Once you tokenize real-world assets, what are they going to do to keep the masses out? So I've got an idea on this. I don't necessarily think that the value... What makes markets profitable is gatekeeping. I think what it is, it's profitable for the people that can trade them directly. But what they really want to do is they want to get the masses in under their control, right? Like, I want want your money in my mutual fund, my Uh, hedge fund.
1: I hate to say, uh, you know, the masses um, are not the ones winning these trades in aggregate, uh, you know, of course, Mr. Got Plenty goes hard, goes ham. He, he wins every trade. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I would say like exposing retail to like, you know, winter mute, jump capital, uh, all these huge firms just capable of washing them for all their worth. I, 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 I'm I not sure uh, that, you know, everyday people have, have the chutzpah um to take them on, you know, advancements in AI, advancements in legislature, advancements in investments that uh, everyday people can actually use, which, you know, we'll we'll see if, if we ever get something like that. Um, uh, the, the playing field, I don't think will ever be level. The firms will always beat the individual, always. It has been the story more and more and more and more and more so over time. You're never going to beat a collective of motivated individuals, especially like if you're a guy, you have a full-time job, you're trading in the, you know, in your lunch break, you know, you're trading after work, like you are just going to get run out uh, by uh, all these firms. Unfortunately, uh, that's, that's like the data is pretty clear cut on that.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. I mean, that's a good point, you know, uh, your what you're competing against as an individual is uh, highly trained, highly organized professionals that uh, dedicate forty hours a week plus <laughs> to. Oh, to trying dude, to
1: Jane Street, Wintermute, like hundred hours a week plus. Like mm-hmm. they will, they will beat your ass. Uh, you will become poor uh, yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. if you go toe to toe with these guys, unless you're a savant. Um, and yeah. and people see the stories of savants, like this guy had the ultimate range trading strategy, which probably was just the perfect strategy to complement whatever the firms were doing at the time. So it was like, you know, he was trading against the firms and winning because, you know, they they were playing by the book and, and he was able to read that, which is cool, but that's like a one in a million uh, situation.
0: Yeah. That's Very why I don't true. trade.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I invest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the safest bet, right? Um, I, I wanted to throw this up also in relation to this. Uh, Brian, oh, let me zoom in a little bit. Brian Armstrong, uh, he's really pushing the good old American line. I mean, it's true uh, that if you want this bill to pass, uh, you should rep it. You know, you should tell your congressman, your senator, yeah, I want it to pass. Um, I want it to look like this. Uh, and he provides a pretty good link here um, to email your reps. I mean, it's through Coinbase. You can directly email your rep if you want to. That's in. <laughs> that's available. But I guess what they're creating is essentially like a petition. So that could be useful. So if you guys yeah. are keen on this, which I hope you are, yeah. because it's saying it's good for the industry, uh, be sure to participate. Yeah, yeah it, it also means
1: more airdrops. Uh, <laughs> <Does it>? So <laughs> if 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 this thing passes, we're going to see more like eight nine figure airdrops, which is neat. Um, because one of the... For me? Uh, Individually? For everybody. Well, for the world. For everybody is split up, you know, according to I'm whatever, because your, with your <laughs> the, the kicker is uh, you need to be decentralized and the token needs to have utility. And all that means is you need to have decentralized governance out the gate. Otherwise, you know, die. Um, oh, interesting. Especially if you're like a big firm. You know, out the gate doesn't necessarily apply to the little guys crawling their way up like little old me, but, um, you know, you look at the optimisms, the arbitrums, the world coins, whatever, they need to have decentralized governance out the gate. And um, and 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 if and, and that means they need to have big-ass airdrops. <laughs> it's, it's basically, uh, you know, what we're going to see. Um, but, yeah, all of this, like, everything we see in the market, like, all the big airdrops, the way, you know, companies launch their tokens, whatever, it's literally just regulatory arbitrage they're doing it to, to suit regulatory requirements that's why it's the playbook it's not it's not necessarily you know i'm sure if they didn't have to they would love to just keep all their tokens and fork them over to market makers and try to make a trillion dollars but uh, they unfortunately need to decentralize
2: <laughs> if uh, oh. and if you know like we were talking about like emailing your congressman or calling them congressperson if you're a democrat you need to do this because, uh, Corbel. Do we have the video? Like, so there, there was a, uh, there was a hearing that uh, in the financial committee for the the House Financial Committee, where, where they were going to do a vote on stablecoin regulation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're 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 taking it to a vote. Here, Luke, play the video.
0: Oh, I'm mm-hmm. playing it right now, baby. Uh, so basically, I'll let me contextualize this here because I had the sound yeah. off. Uh, They were calling roll call for the subcommittee. So if you're unfamiliar with how this works, you know, uh, the subcommittee has got to pass the vote with the majority. Subcommittee has got like a bunch of guys on it. Um, But, you know, you have to be present in the committee to vote, to have your vote count. So what's going to happen here? Let's see. Mr. Hill. Present.
2: Mr. Lucas.
0: Idiot.
2: Mr. Sessions. Mr. Posey. Mr. Laddermilk, Mr. Mooney. Mr. Davidson. Mr. Rose.
0: Yeah, so what you're seeing here is all the Democrats leaving. Uh, Just walking out. But I, so the reason I didn't want to play this originally, Mikey, because I was looking at this, uh, I saw another subcommittee that was voting on, I think, a, Trans rights bill. Um, and they also all left. So I couldn't confirm if this was specifically to this subcommittee. And that cut made me a little nervous. Uh, no, no, it's,
2: it's, uh, well, it, 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 walking out isn't anything new, but like, you know, for something like human rights, you know, our financial future, financial systems, I mean, I'm sick of the performative just bullshit that, that, that is going on in our government you know, like Democrats just get up and walk out so they don't have to vote, one way or another. Call your, Demo- yeah. call, call, call if you're a Democrat, call your call your Congress people. Tell them that you are their constituent mm-hmm. and you want fair regulatory uh, framework for crypto assets, and you want them to vote on it. Uh, because like Corvall said earlier, there, there were um, a few Democrats flipped Uh, One Mm -hmm. is Richie Torres, who also was one of the few uh, congresspeople to write a very strongly worded letter to the SEC, uh, basically telling them to go, uh, you know, go fuck themselves. And and they better do better in the long Mm -hmm. run. So, and, and, you know, like, so the performative stuff I'm sick of, reach across the aisle, make something work. um, Yeah.
0: So oh, the, video Sot has pretty. a point. Beslot here says, "Please don't believe politics is real." Oh,
2: that's so, yeah. So, you got politics me. is an abstraction
1: of human nature, which is a fickle, vile, you know, thing. So tribalist. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. No, so, he's right. He's right. But I would say, even if you don't believe it's real, this is a yeah. why not take a shot, dude. At the end of the day, you you do have a bunch of assholes in a room
1: voting for something, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know they're all paid off by whoever, and they're all gonna do whatever's gonna keep, you know, get them to keep their jobs. But um, you know, if 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 you're annoying them, and the thing is, because it's like human nature, if you're annoying the hell out of your congressman, bro, they'll pass, a, you know, a law just to shut you up. You know, <laughs> uh, I've I've seen that time and time again. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially at the local level, like you're, mm-hmm. you know, in in, in, a, in a, a lawn chair on a dude's sidewalk, you know, the okay. alderman or whatever, you're annoying his his wife.
2: Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, he'll, he'll do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you show up to those uh, those little committee hearings locally, they'll, they'll you know, and, you yeah. and, and, and I, fly, I
1: can. bet they were all so excited to walk out just because they don't have to work. Work, <laughs> and right? Yeah. They were like they were like. If someone suggested a walkout they're like oh walk out yeah and they immediately like called the golf course and like, hey, you
0: know, okay. <laughs> they're all playing hooky is really what it yeah. is i think they're also happy to make a very visual statement um here's a little fun fact you know back in the day uh you know when there wasn't you know airplanes cars Uh, It was a big controversy in Congress that you had to show up physically uh, to vote because, you know, you have to ride your horse or whatever, take the train. Uh, And they would often schedule uh, votes strategically around like, okay, people in the like the West can't get to Congress in time. So if we if we schedule the vote now, um, it's quite good. Politics,
1: politics is.
0: Like about scheming, stupid.
1: It's so stupid, but it it is. At the end of the day, you know these these people are submitting their votes, Mm -hmm. and you know someone needs to convince them to do the right thing. And uh, usually, it's the guy with enough money to like hang out and lobby them. Like all all lobbying is is just like you know, you're paying someone to hang out by a
0: congressman. You're literally. Uh, they call it lobbying because you're literally hanging out in the lobby of Congress, and you're just yeah. like, like a little paparazzi. You're like, "Hey man, can I buy you lunch? Hey man, can I?" Buy it's like it's, it,
1: it's it's the same thing. Like everybody's like conspiracy, collusion, and really like all that is is you know people setting up business deals, people hanging out, people trying to talk to a guy and like you know get their attention. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 all it's all extremely like unbelievably stupid. But
0: well, speaking about politics, you know.
1: Uh, well, you, oh
0: sorry people. i didn't mean to interrupt but no I, I was just schools, gonna
1: trail, trail
0: like this <laughs> you're trying to show <laughs> up uh well you got another opportunity here because speaking about politics and we were talking about uh DAOs earlier the necessity for uh you to have a dow um you know with this bill dow's kind of function a little bit like politics someone say it's almost directly politics you're voting you're fo- yeah. trying to form a little coalition and all that everything is mm-hmm. politics but in classic political fa- fa- fashion, <laughs> fashion, uh, we're dude. seeing some problems arise in that. Um, oh, I don't have it up on the stream yet. Uh, so the Hector Dow um, on Phantom, sixteen million dollar treasury. Uh, they experienced a lot of Phantom losses. So Dow and Dow members, members, investors in Hector, voted to just disperse the treasury to end the game. Uh, disperse it amongst its members. But the problem is. It's taken a while. It's taken a long time. We thought these DAOs would work faster. Uh, you know, We thought it was trustless. Uh, but just another example of it's going to take forever. They got lawyers involved. This is not autonomous. Uh, it's going to take 6 to 12 months to do a liquidation. You would think it'd be a lot faster. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this, Beebus? Are DAOs really going to be what anyone thought they were going to be? Is it just a different form of corporation? So it's going to be held up by all this regulation and
1: Yeah. I mean, increasingly, uh, DAOs are like calling something a DAO is just a fancy Web3 word for a foundation. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like uh, a DAO can be a lot of things. You know, we expect, okay, token based governance, we expect Mm -hmm. decentralization, okay, going back to, oh, that's what you need to comply. you know daos are not here because they're the best way to run an organization they're here because it's how you operate in crypto um you know and and the dow legal model the dow business model or non-business model seeing as they're not really businesses mm-hmm. um it's just like you know they they exist because they have to exist and you know they're not they're far from autonomous you know it's like. Mm-hmm the opposite of autonomous. It's like you need to be up everybody's ass a thousand yeah. different ways to get anything done. And um, you know, I, I think, you know, in in the creation of the Oath Foundation and, you know, our our Dow agreement is under a ratification proposal right now, forum.oath.eco, Eco. Uh, if you mess around with that. But um, you know, we've spent a long time building a community even capable of managing uh, the foundation adequately. Uh, Because, you know, the thing about something like optimism, you know, okay, you have a bunch of VCs, they'll just control the DAO. You know, you have something that's grassroots, it's like, okay, we need to gather enough autists, uh, you know, who actually care about this and are not profit motivated because, you know, we're not the big flashy VC company. We need to get enough people to, to keep this boat moving in the right direction. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, in a lot of ways where smaller foundations and smaller organizations will really edge out some of the bigger counterparts. And, you know, uh, without getting too much into the math, the really important thing is a lot of these smaller organizations, as blockchain technology improves, are going to be the ones to reap a lot of the technical Benefit or the, the benefit of technical advancement. And um, I, I tweeted about this yesterday, but as gas costs go down, for example, so as it becomes cheaper to transact on a network, the, the people who win are the applications. They're the people building apps, which are generally the much smaller groups uh, on the network. And, and really, it's like, you know, when transactions are cheap and throughput is high what do we see? We see more and more people transacting, arbitraging, regulating markets, doing whatever, at a higher and higher frequency. And really all that means is more usership for the apps uh, and and more fees for the apps. Does it mean more for the network? Not necessarily, because demand for block space is a function of TPL, it's a function of you know the, the type of app and the type of network you're working on. I like to use a heuristic called uh, value per transaction. Um, you know the value per transaction is is probably going to average out to about the same or go down as technology improves um, mm-hmm. and, and at that point it's like oh we need more and more transactions per block to, to break even and at that point, You know, the winner increasingly will be the smaller, better organized DAOs building the applications. Um, So I guess the long story short is, um, are DAOs great? Not really, Uh, but they exist out of necessity. Mm -hmm. And I think they're great in that it it allows selfishness to be cut out. Mm -hmm. Um, It it allows, you know, fiduciary responsibility becomes... Um, less of a thing and it's more, you know, we want to create something that we want to exist within and that, and that we want to um, use to impact the world as opposed to, you know, we just want to print infinite money, mm-hmm. which, you know, is is the motivation behind a lot of DAOs and, and behind a lot of people. And a lot of DAOs kind of evolve into, into something like that. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: there is some nuance um, and, and, you know uh it is kind of a refreshing nuance and will we ever see it done right maybe not maybe maybe it being done right is it being chaotic and it being inefficient because mm. that's human nature and that's how decisions get made
0: yeah so. that would make sense i have some concerns about that we talked to drake on a few weeks ago and he was describing uh essentially like a version of corporate rating uh in uh yeah. in crypto and wouldn't you agree that a smaller DAO? Some of the risks of a smaller DAO um, is that very thing, right? Like, let's say totally. you've got a treasury. I just wanna, mm-hmm. I just wanna raid it. So I'll just get control and have you disperse all the funds to uh, me.
1: <laughs> a hundred percent. A lot of the like when you come out the gate day one, um, you know, with your DAO, you know. Your, your founders don't have a ton of buy-in, everybody's just trying to make money, everybody's just, you know, doing XYZ, the other. Um, you know, what ends up happening is if you've got cash in your treasury, slowly but surely, you're gonna see people accumulating your tokens and slowly but surely, you're gonna see them proposing things like co-bribes. Hey, give us $5,000 here. Things like, oh, hey, you know, let's collaborate on this effort here. and. You know there are ways if you are a very intelligent accumulator where you can create opportunity for yourself and because like the holders of a lot of these tokens are profit motivated and not necessarily governance motivated they're kind of easy to influence um you know bribing someone dude like bribing someone in a DAO. And you can do it in a thousand convoluted ways and, and not to say I would ever do this or, or that, you know, I would, I would think about doing this, but this is something that we need to protect against. It's like nobody's making that much money in crypto. Um, you know, pretty much the entire industry is hurting right now. You know, you flash a couple thousand dollars to someone with like, you know, three four percent of a token supply, uh, you know, you can probably get something done or you yeah. flash like, hey, here's an advisor allocation guy with 4% of, you know, the aura or 4% of the whatever, you know, token. How about you become an advisor for our company, take 1% of our tokens, and now they're probably going to vote for everything that you pitch because conflicts of interest are not well managed in crypto, I think mm-hmm. is maybe the, the really big thing. and um, That's something that. I think, you know, with our efforts, we take a lot more seriously than pretty much anyone else because like this industry is kind of like a gangbang right now because everybody's poor. Nobody's making money. I mean, a few a few companies are or a few foundations are DAOs, but it's just like, you know, it's just not well managed. And I think that's what a lot of regulation seeks to, to deal with. Like you look at MICA, a whole aspect of MICA is managing conflicts of interest. Um, which is really smart because that's, you know, we see like, is this good for the DAO or is this good for you, Mr. Proposer? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the, the way values and incentives are aligned, uh, I think needs a lot of work. Um,
0: for sure. Conflicts of interests are a huge problem in any kind of organizational structure, um, And it's a lot harder to control for them when everyone is anonymous, pseudo anonymous, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Another, I guess, kind of weakness for DAOs that comes into mind, it's very similar, but, you know, people are generally very flighty. Uh, It's not always true, but you can generally count on someone to act in their short-term self-interest, right? Yeah. So with Hector DAO, I mean, maybe this was the best call. But if you see a project struggling, it enters a small period of struggle. uh, It's kind of likely that everyone's just going to be like, well, let's cut our losses. You know, let's not take the long term bet. Let's not try to fix it. Let's just cancel it now.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, that's like, that's really what it is. That's like, you know, uh, that's the problem. You know, (laughs) that's that's crypto is like that's that's why we can't get these like grassroots things off the ground Um, and you know, we see it time and time again where, you know, uh, young teams are like, Hey, you know, I want to do this. And and they get lost in the sauce really fast. Mismanagement, you know, becomes an issue really fast. And the thing is like, if, if you want to make, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, back in the day, like on forums, you know, hey, we want our RuneScape private server to be the best server in the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're not doing that because you want to be rich. <laughs> you, you know, you're doing that because you want people to play with. You're doing that because you want people with shared interests. You're doing that because, you know, you want what you want. You want to see what you what you want in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the problem with, with crypto overall is... You know, great, it's infected yeah. with this short term. I need to. I, I need the one week trade. I need the three week trade mindset. And it's like, bro, the whole point, like the whole point of digital asset commodities, um, is. Am I? You're
0: oh. like you're like freezing a little bit, but your audio is coming through. It's quite strange. Oh,
1: that is okay. You well,
0: look oh, great. You point, look great.
1: The whole the whole point of digital asset commodities is to cover the development of software you know it, it, people who are DAOs who are optimizing for market performance are scamming you uh, you know I, I apologize you know for for uh, being so frank but it's just the reality of the situation
2: it is. you're and right you yeah, you're just right. fall in love with the tech
1: it's fucking dope like the stuff that we're doing is crazy right. um otherwise you're just you're, you're going to eventually be sad
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, sad and... all
1: the
2: time. Yeah, pa- part, you're of the like my...
0: part of the problem yeah. is also, you know, I can't hold it against people thinking in their short-term interest. Not everyone has, I mean, part of the problem is on them, right? If you're spending more than you can hold on, you know, DAO tokens <laughs> you're expecting a quick prof- quick profit, but one of the advantages I guess of a VC is uh they're make- they're looking for a long long sl- slightly larger time frame and then a- they're not necessarily hurting for whatever they invested in. Oh, yeah. Um, quite curious. Quite curious, my friend. Um, I, I, I
2: just want to say something real quick about DAOs before we move on. Um, I, I think Beavis is, you know, Beavis said earlier, like, will we will will we see DAOs executing at you know like their optimal best in our lifetime? No, probably not. If you go on to YouTube. You know, years ago when I first started getting into crypto, one of the first things I looked up was DAOs. And if you go on YouTube and you type in, like, what is a DAO? All of these channels, all of these videos will use pretty much the same example. They'll use Uber as an example of how a DAO could operate. Where there's self-driving cars and everything is done totally autonomously through the code. Mm-hmm. Whoa. There's too much human, like, like you know, if if a car needs to go to an oil, get an oil change, it'll go do that itself. Uh, you know, if if there once if, if and maybe there's like an Uber token at some point, and people that own the Uber token can vote on changes to the company, and these changes are uh, through a smart contract, and they they happen like this, and and the and the it rewrites its own code. That's not going to happen anytime soon, but that is what a DAO is. There's too much human.
1: Yeah, I
2: think... like, like, to be a DAO, what all DAOs are missing right now is the A, autonomous. Yeah, I mean, it can say it's decentralized. Too... It can say it's an organization. Yeah, but until the human element is removed from DAOs, it, it, it's not a true. It's not a true DAO. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: um, maybe maybe piggybacking on that, like, you know, coming from my own experience. And, and I will say, like, I don't participate in any Tao type body, but, you know, oath and grain. So, you know, I, I don't have a perfect 360 degree view um And an intimate experience uh, with with everybody's DAO and what everybody's doing and all the the minor details. Mm -hmm. AS hands (laughs) that. But, uh, you know, um, I think like my point of view is, is the ultimate DAO is one where a majority of the people truly, deeply care about what they're working on, one, and two, a majority of the proposals are long-term proposals to create systems of measurement or heuristics or smart contracts to execute over time um, a plan that doesn't need a lot of maintenance. Um, and, And I think that's what we see a lot of the time, from the more mature DAOs, where it's like, you know, Make hey, we're going to implement the system. Here's the curve it's going to operate on. It's going to last for four years, and then we can, you know, reassess. Yeah. Um, this is how much it's going to cost. This is the impact. Here's our analysis. Um, that to me is, is the most beautiful uh, theme. That's, um,
2: that, that's, that's the best a DAO can be right now, 100% yeah definitely yeah and and maybe like
1: you know there. i would say if you look at liquidity i would say liquidity is maybe too far into the autonomous zone and i love liquidity i think they're doing the craziest thing ever it's like wow you know this is totally algorithmic you can't mess with it the problem is you know change management is hard change management is probably the hardest thing that I've had to learn as an executive. It's the hardest thing that I've had to deal with in my life as an autist. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think um, we can't with DAOs just say to solve the DAO problem, we're simply never going to change because that's not how an organization should operate, can operate, um, because at the end of the day, we're serving human beings, um, and you know we are human beings as as operators of the DAO. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's that's really where things get tough. Is where's the balance between autonomous and organization? You know, where's the balance between you know we're going to create a system of coordination wherein this group of people can act as a unified body, you know, ratifying passing proposals at an unforeseen rate uh, without any of the collusion, corruption, et cetera, that we've seen historically? Mm-hmm. How can we all like, totally unify, align, and get this shit done? You know, how mm-hmm. can we get DeFi done? Um, Beautiful. I don't know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, these, these are kind of the questions that we're trying to answer uh, through the Oath Foundation. Um, you know and who like who knows who will come up with the best scenario I think you know the the important thing is that we think really hard about what our values are and what it means to be successful, what it means to win, uh, yeah. what it means to accomplish your goals, what are those goals, what is that mission um, and making sure and, everyone can page. yeah and, and obviously like you know, if if the team if if the a team operating a DAO and the DAO are at odds, then you know there was some miscommunication along right. the way. And a lot of times that miscommunication lies in you, you know, you aren't really doing what you said you would do. Um, right. And and it's like, you know, if you're gonna pitch people on changing the world, if you're going to pitch people on, you know, making the best software ever, you know, you kind of just need to get down and dirty and gritty and do it. Right. Um, and right. and if you don't, if you're going into it and you don't know what it takes to do that, and and you don't understand that in order to execute, you're probably going to have to deal with like infinite suffering. <laughs> uh, then
2: don't don't make a freaking you know doubt. Don't don't yeah. get into the business. Right. Don't 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 call it a doubt. You know, like you're totally right. Like, if at one point the community and the team running the DAO for now, because because like you said, the best way to make a DAO now is there has to be a little, has to be a little bit of centralization. You know, there has to be a little bit. There has to be there has to be a starting point. But if the community and the team running the DAO comes at odds with each other, something went wrong.
0: DAOs have to elect a president, dude. That's what I'm hearing. Uh DAOs
2: need a president, and he needs
1: to be sexy.
0: Yeah, he's got make, make to be sexy make it to sexy. raise more money. Once uh, we dox
1: Tollywood, just
0: kidding. it's interesting. <laughs> you mentioned that DAOs have to be open to change, and it makes me think. You know, if this bill passes through Congress, I, I believe they're defining what a DAO is uh, in one of these bills. Uh, yeah. It may not be possible. Uh, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you may get locked into a structure as established by Congress. Uh, yeah, but it might worrying. come down
2: to the states too, though.
1: Yeah. So oh, like yeah. you're 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 a nonprofit like managing. You're like the the agricultural lumber association. You're a nonprofit managing the adoption of your digital asset commodity. You know, it's like we've got we've got all these dudes that are marketing milk. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so they can get government subsidies. It's like it, it, it's the same shit, and we are so freaking early. Like we're we're creating things that are. The point is that these are commodities. These are like new elements of, of our economy. And like, it's not just an overnight thing. It's not like a, hey, we're going to whip this out. You know, we're just going to ship 50 governance proposals and have like the same three guys vote them all through every time.
0: Yeah. With, um,
1: with,
2: with, with huge stake, you know, like if, if it's a validator vote, you know, like the, the foundation yeah. <laughs> a huge stake, you know, that happened, that, that, that almost happened with Harmony.
0: Yeah, you know you know what's interesting though is uh you're right that it's going to take a while and the good examples you know i think the corporation was first created in like the 1600s or something uh but we are wasn't still it, having a lot people, right? of problems with how to structure them i mean yeah. the structure is kind of been worked out but
2: wasn't the first corporation like uh for sex workers
0: I never heard that. How I heard it was it was about (laughs) ships. Uh, Well, that's insurance, never mind. But yeah, it was about running trade uh, with the colonies, (laughs) with colonies. Oh, dude, I
1: don't, dude, I don't. Let's not think about that hard, please. Let's not think (laughs) about that. Yeah, but you know,
0: it, it then eventually evolved into kind of our modern corporate structure through the ages, right? 1800s, 1900s, we start seeing other types of corporations, and you know. How, how do they define their role with their the investors? The children yearn for the mines. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. The children yearn for the mines. Yeah. sorry, Because yeah. they're playing Minecraft. Okay. Good point. I have a, one interesting anecdote before we move on. I wanted to talk about some fun stuff. We got, you know, our chat of the day. We got our today in clown world. We got to talk about aliens a little bit, but, uh, one interesting story I heard recently is, you know, Henry Ford, uh, Love them or hate them. Uh, the Ford company was quite big. Uh, we all know that. But uh, they turned massive profits pretty quickly. Um, and Ford's idea was like, okay, now that we've got a lot of profits, let's reduce the price of vehicles and let's pay our workers more. And uh, he got sued for that by the Dodge brothers who were on the board. And they said, no, man, you owe it to us. We're the shareholders. You got to pay us more. <laughs> and uh, i think there's an echo of that kind of in Dow's. um i mean that that established the precedent that you know companies serve the shareholders um mm-hmm. that lawsuit but it, we have an echo of that in Dows, you know like uh that's how dow participants kind of look at it maybe we don't want well, to create the best product we want to create the most money for ourselves
1: here's here's the thing though legally speaking DAOs are the opposite Mm -hmm. DAOs exist without fiduciary responsibility. DAOs DAOs are mission-driven as opposed to profit-driven. That's literally the whole point of a DAO. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of all of this legal regulatory clarity that's coming out is if you want to do DeFi and you want to be – and you're serious about creating public goods, one, you're not a business. Two, you can't realize profit fuck you three. Uh, You know, you, you need to have a shared purpose, a shared mission and like adoption is, or, or like token value, economic value, whatever is directly a function of utility. It's a function of adoption. And, you know, let's, let's be real. Like, All of the all of the biggest, most popular tokens are Ponzi schemes right now, you know, and, you know, DAOs are reg regulatory arbitrage and a lot of people are using the DAO infrastructure to create Ponzi's. And, you know, this isn't going to fly forever. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's like, um, you know, there needs to be an intelligent design wherein we are pushing for real adoption doing real things for real people um and and if you fall short of that then you know one you're not going to be around in a few years anyway and two you're not like you're not following the the spirit of the law um Mm -hmm. and and these edge cases are going to get snipped off over time um But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, Uniswap has 40,000 daily active users is all I got to say, you know, what is, what is the value of this market? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what is the value of these commodities? Um, You know, the value is the tech is so fucking dope. I like stay up at night thinking about it. Um, (laughs) It's it's like, you know, we're, we're not where we need to be. Um, You know, when Uniswap has a million daily active users, a billion daily active users you know then then we have the adoption to justify you know some of this for value. sure i we don't think we're going to leave the billion world
0: uniswap. population on uniswap <laughs> yeah
2: we need everybody buying like harry potter or sonic not in our lifetime
0: but maybe eventually
2: yes yeah. i think so i think so and so, then use Nike as ex of liquidity yes thank you taylor
0: so <laughs> yeah, he's Mikey's ex, Liquidity. So real quick, let's change uh, track here. Uh, something completely unrelated. Uh, the aliens thing. I'm sure we've all seen this video. I mean, it kind of went a little viral, right? Most uh, fun thing. I believe come out of we Congress. have
1: crashed craft uh, stated earlier. Do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft?
0: As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So he's saying we found aliens in a in a spacecraft. Um, I don't necessarily believe it. That's some uh, weaselly little words. Uh, Biologics. Biologics.
2: (laughs) Maybe a drone. Only only
0: a a guy that's lying
1: is going to say the word biologics. Biologics. I'm I'm sorry to.
0: Yeah, if you I'm look at biologics, it, really, it means any yeah. kind of uh, biological matter. It could be bird poop, could be anything. Uh, it it says could be the it's dog bacteria. I guarantee you, it's
1: bacteria, like weird bacteria inside of like a Chinese drone. Is probably right. what we're
2: gonna see. <laughs> yeah, matter but, exists. And, biological matter exists outside of Earth. Yeah, it just does. Oh,
0: does it? Ooh. Yeah. Didn't they,
2: didn't they find stuff? On we Mars? see bacteria like, coming in
1: on on asteroids on and.
2: Meteor- yeah, if I'm a
1: scientist and I'm feeling a little, if I'm feeling extra funny, uh, I'm taking the the the, the uh, interstellar biologics I have access to that we've been growing in our lab for the past eight months to study. I'm taking a little bit of that, throwing it on you know a thousand dollar you know drone I got off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm flying
2: it over DC, but I'm just kidding. I, I'm, That'd be so
0: funny, yeah. That's a hell of a prank, dude. I hope scientists wait, wait, wait. Corvall, are
2: that Corvall, funny. Corvall, can you can you play the end of that video when there's that sexually charged moment between the uh, the dude on the stand and the...
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Private setting, and and you probably can't name names, but what agencies, or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there?
0: I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super.
1: Thank you. And I yield back. (laughs) 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 We're reading too far into that, sir. Oh, okay. Maybe they will split second. I love Um, it. So
2: I'll, yeah, can't to you, uh, can't I'll provide it to you after, the, after this hearing, Justin. Our Justin. Yep. Justin, I'll provide you information after this uh,
0: show. In pr- a private setting. Anyway, in true crypto fashion, our lovely industry has capitalized on a hot moment and released uh, useless fungible objects. Alien cryptos invade after a UFO hearing. So we've Gosh. got a couple uh, poo-poo tokens that popped up. Who um, I thought they listed them in this article. Oh, Alien X, UFO, Alien. I'm pretty wow. sure they, a couple of these already existed, but
2: we're so lucky.
0: They gotta be. Yeah, if you bought that crappy token a year ago, you gotta be really happy. Lots of people flowing into your little Ponzi. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, the thing is, I do not have enough time to care about aliens. <laughs> you know, unless they're flying That's over the my thing. house That's or shooting lasers at my yard or like killing, you know, the stray cats. Uh, you know, show me a pic. I'd love to see a pic. I just, you know, it's yeah. it, it's, it's so not my business. It's like biology, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing computer cryptography, physics. You know, stupid shit over here. You take your whatever and and keep it over there.
0: Yeah, get out. Of I here.
2: like I like how our aliens are shy. You know. They don't like. Yeah, they are
0: quite shy, aren't they? They're just kind of like.
2: They're just kind of like. Our
0: biologics, rather.
2: Our biologics are shy. Our biologics are just kind of like, oh, you can't see us. We're not here, really.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, I would, I would love to have, I would love to see what a real alien looks like. uh, You know. Looks like Corvo, and I imagine it's, it's probably like a sentient fungus. Is probably like that's my guess. That'd be sick.
0: Yeah, halo. Halo. that, that would would be wood? it's the flood from halo fungi, <laughs> fungi are
1: already a little sentient like if you, if you research like how like the huge fungi under the earth operate like right. yeah. so many neurons in these massive massive fungi they're like communicating mm-hmm. thinking doing all this crazy shit so I imagine an extraterrestrial we see an extraterrestrial biologic I'm putting I'm going to Polymark and I'm putting my money on fungi <laughs>
2: Ooh, I love it
0: how fantastic uh, Corvall, would that be? Would it, oh, go ahead.
2: Corval, uh, button that top button on your shirt. You look like an alien. Um, <laughs> the
0: hell? <laughs> the hell are you smoking? Dude, he, he
1: had that one in the chamber. <laughs> I could
2: tell he had that one in the chamber. It was like. funny. They've been
0: brewing for a while. Like three we minutes. Will, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, talk, we talked about
2: it before the show. Mm. Um, Mr. Got Plenty, uh, I told him that I would do a breakdown of the Harmony One ecosystem yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, That's, yeah, I think basically, let's, basically, let's keep basically,
1: harmony one ecosystem and breakdown out of the same. Ba- basically, You're because like there's nothing,
2: there's nothing to break down. Really, <laughs> yeah. um, the long and short of it is, Juice. They're making juices you couldn't dream of, Mr. Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> juices.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we're talking about the Are fungal. We're gonna have the best kombucha ever. Fungal aliens. Um, uh, harmony one is see?
2: still you know, like, uh, you know, putting blocks, you know, there's still, uh, blocks are still happening. I'm still validating. Uh, But there's literally, I mean, like, uh, besides the dot country, uh, top level domain, uh, there's nothing really happening on Harmony. Mm -hmm. And that's
0: it. Hey, do you, all right, I want to do one more, uh, because we're at the hour mark, so we should probably be signing off. But Mikey, do you want to do your chat of the day, bullish or bearish, or Today in Clown World? I'm giving you a pick.
2: Okay. Well, what are they again?
0: Well, I, I got to say them? It's got to be a mystery. No, it's,
1: yeah, it's a
2: mystery. Pick one. Let's do Let's do Today in Clown World.
0: Okay. Today in Clown World, U.S. prosecutors drop campaign finance charges against SPF. Can you believe it? Is he going to get away with it, guys? How can he keep getting away with it? Yeah, he's going to get away with it. Very influential
1: parents is how.
0: Mm, Yeah, and I'm sure congressional members do not want to be tied up in this.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah. What are they called? Preferred politicians don't want to be uh, seen wrapped up in this lawsuit. So the DOJ was like, all right, we'll just kind of get rid of it. yeah
0: Yeah.
1: let's not get it it's a it's 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 a liability and what are they gonna like you know one everybody made a bunch of money two nobody wants to be seen with this guy it's just like
0: yeah but to be fair i don't want to say he's gonna completely get away with it he's still sitting on like what a hundred years worth of charges still some very serious wire fraud uh yeah, right. what is that called defrauding investors so, but so far but so far he's gotten
2: two charges dropped against him yeah that just kind of minor?
0: you know that's like is you killed and someone and I'm like dropping the trespassing charge or something yeah you
1: know? <laughs> yeah it's like I mean really I, I guess my my main issue is I think that money should be subject to clawbacks and I think that mm-hmm. money should be used to make depositors whole Um, and it's kind of sad that they're getting away with it. Um, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it it is like, I think the, the general consensus is like 2021 never happened, you know, um, uh, among politicians, (coughs) among politicians, among industry leaders, whatever, it just, it just sucks. And, and, you know, I, I really feel for the, the FTX, uh, depositors and, Yeah. It's just
2: total ass,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. Uh For real
2: sure. quick, uh Disco Chuck said there's so little traffic on Harmony One that I could sign the transactions by hand.
0: <laughs> that's quite funny. I like that one. All right, that's a great note to end it on. Uh we had the double whammy. Negative negative news, and then we got a funny joke out of it. Woo-hoo. Well, guys, Thanks, I want to thank everyone listening at home on their little computers on youtube coming with us live love the live chat and i love everyone who's listening to it after so bebus you got anything you want to plug here you want to talk about i want people to go check out ethos reserve ern
1: Finance, the world's greatest website it will make oh, you great. handsome
2: are you involved with ethos reserve is that, is that a joke mikey <laughs> My whole existence. My whole existence is a joke, Beavis.
0: mikey has got a lot of jokes today. We're going to do stock finance. Money.
2: Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really it. Uh, grain airdrop today. Uh, people can get there five dollars or whatever. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm bragging nope. about mine too, everybody. You know, I'm in in the devs DMs like, rah!
2: hey, I, Wait, I'm stoked you need about it. A thousand man. grain. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm cool with it, dude. I I, yeah. I might be one of the few people that are cool with
0: it. Yeah, a, a year from
1: now we're going to be talking about granary like it's the second coming of
0: you know <laughs> big words, buddy. Heard it here first, <laughs> for
2: second coming.
0: But yeah, um, Mikey, got anything for us?
2: Uh, no, uh, Mister got plenty. Okay. I'm sorry that I didn't do more of a comprehensive breakdown of the Harmony One ecosystem, but there's just really nothing to talk about.
0: It's ghost town. Well, sorry. I want to plug uh, across the chains tomorrow, Mark Jeffrey uh mm-hmm. he's got two great guests so be sure to tune in for that 12 p.m eastern we'll see you there uh well i won't be there but mark will see you there i'll be in the chat well all right guys uh great show thanks for being here Beebus. thanks mikey and thanks everyone else let's wrap it up guys oh yeah emmett mikey someone okay we're gonna pause again for a moment <laughs>